podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Psychic Josh is here, although he is five minutes late. Where the f*** have you been? I was busy celebrating Dermot's good news. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. where I was. No, that's a good point. Yeah, shout out to TV's Dermot O'Leary, uh, my season ticket buddy, who is having his first child. Congratulations. I mean, he isn't. His lovely wife, Dee, is having her first, their first child, but it's very exciting, yeah. I imagine Arsenal will be sending the Arsenal baby grow, the Arsenal junior kit, yeah. every single yeah. kiddie bit of equipment yeah. from the armoury store is heading his way. Yeah, and if he's, and not called, so. if he's a boy and he's not called Liam, I'll be furious, frankly. Name after oh. him. Arsenal's greatest interesting. player. Interesting. Get the betting markets open on it. Yeah, I mean, because Irish, I would bet, put full bet on Liam Brady because he's an Irish fan. Dermot's Irish, obviously, and he, I know we've met Liam Brady. We were there together, and he's yep. a great man. And I think he's an awareness of how good Liam Brady was. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's just early, early steer. Well, it's most direct female equivalent of Liam. David could work actually as well. David, yeah. well, you're right. Yeah, I think he's a big fan of David O'Leary. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That is the voice of Graham Goodkind <laughs> who joins us. Um, what should we call you? PR guru, I'm calling you? I like that one. Yeah, yeah. carry on with that. Yeah. PR guru. And we're joined by Dan Roebuck, a voice of Arsenal. Yes. Among other things. Correct. I used Very to say true. the voice. I know. I've changed that, it. That completely. Because you're so modest. Yeah, you're, a, you're definitely a voice of Arsenal. Yes, I, yeah, and there are there are multiple voices. Yeah. I am one of them. That's very. True. And you were at Burnley yesterday. I was really commentating yesterday. on said game. Yes, I was for Arsenal's um, Arsenal Nation show and service. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting trip to Burnley, as it always is. <laughs> they they sit us on the the sort of row next to the. I mean, Burnley's an old fashioned ground turf, more as you would imagine. So. The, the press seats at the back of the main stand are basically just an extra line of, of regular seats and we are right next to the fans. So while I'm sort of getting excited about Arsenal players having opportunities, it's fairly deathly silence in front of me and I might get a bit excited. Oh and I I had various sort of Burnley fans turning around to me and giving me a little bit of stick throughout the game. Yeah, they didn't hold back, do they, Burnley fans? No, they I don't. mean, you can't, I guess you, you can't don't. blame them, but they, they were, they I mean, they vociferously booing yeah. every single thing. They were booing... Um, uh, David Luiz. David Luiz from the for, start, which for, is because he, he... He said something when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, he said that they were not football. Anti-football. Anti-football, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so I didn't I, know this at the time. No, me neither. This, yeah, I, I, we, we said, why is he booing? We got yeah. some emails in saying, yeah. this is the reason. Well, I Googled why. it. And but I they're brought up like that in Burnley anyway. Well, I mean, they're taught to boo everything from an early age. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, it's effective because it creates quite a, quite an intimidating atmosphere, I think. But I think you went... I mean, it goes slightly too far when they're booing yeah. our young 18-year-old, yeah. you know... Test trial fullback when he's genuinely injured has to go off. But anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get. So we should talk about the game. My my initial thought was, um, I like to start with my pompous initial thought, was this is the first time in the um, Arteta era that I felt it was slightly gone wrong, and I felt like from the team selection through to the tactics, um, mainly the team selection to be honest. Like I, I felt like every team selection Arteta's made so far since he's arrived, I've completely agreed with. I mean, I'm sure Mikel's very pleasantly surprised that I agree with his team selection. I'm probably furious that I don't agree with this one. But to me, you pick, when he's picking, he's not picking Torreira. He picked Guendouzi over Torreira because Guendouzi had a good game in the cup and he dropped Pepe and to incorporate Martinelli and Aubameyang and Lacazette and Ozil, I felt that didn't go well. Josh, what are you So doing? you, I'm just clarifying, you'd have yep. gone Torreira. Yep. 
Never you, pick Gwendu's Everterra. Yeah, my and opinion. you'd have gone Pepe instead of. I would have gone Pepe instead of Lacazette. I think. Right. I mean, I okay. I've been defending Lacazette. Yeah. But I think finally, I mean, actually, that's slightly wise after the event. I would say definitely after yesterday's game. I think yesterday's game was I think for the first all-round disappointing performance from Lacazette. I think you know his his, his lack of goals yeah. has been. He's he's without goal in eight now. He's, right. Which he hasn't scored he's, away he's, since yeah. last February. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very much a homer in that sense, and he's, he's I think he's worse running Arsenal because he's about is no goals in nine. So. Right. But I think up till now, I felt like even not scoring, he's been playing decently, sometimes playing well, you know, very. But I think yesterday it felt like a, a noticeable dip. Oh, he, he missed that, that chance earlier, right. didn't he? Yeah, the right. So he had that header, which he absolutely <coughs> should have scored, 100% should have scored. And I felt like, what chance to make, you know, what difference that makes, isn't it? That moment, you know, that's like, that's 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 the game. I mean, one for me, when you, when you, if you score in the first, wherever it was, eight minutes with an easy header, and he completely didn't go anywhere near it's it. It's got to be it's confidence like, with him because he's so yeah, 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 like, a, a very, very good player, and I, you know, I, I still believe in him. But yeah. he's just, he gives Arsenal balance. Yeah, and it? he works. I think he works hard. I mean, he's just uh, he's just going through one of those horrendous spells that strikers go through. Every but you go back to the team selection a second. Don't you think we said we said this a little bit in the last podcast? We talked about how you know because because um, because um, uh, our play our forward player Martinelli particularly played so well. Mm. You know, in the last few games, that he had to incorporate him in in the team in the league in this league lineup. So then, and I feel like he's being loyal to to Özil and Lacazette. Do you feel that when you saw that line, do you think okay, that's fine, or did you have question marks? I mean, the the, the interesting, obviously, uh, Aubameyang coming off a ban, he comes he's your top yeah. goal scorer. He comes back in, doesn't he? I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then what do you do with everybody else around it? Martinelli's been better on the left-hand side. The combination of Martinelli and Saka has been excellent, isn't it? Yeah. They, 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 they play for each other, a lot of energy, a lot of covering. And that actually includes Xhaka as well. When, when Saka goes forward, Xhaka fills, in Xhaka that, fills it. I mean, yeah. that's been so pronounced, hasn't it, since yeah. Arteta has come. Yeah. Uh, and that was a real issue, I think, under, under Unai Emery, the sort of lack of cover. Um, and then, so, so how do you... And, and then Aubameyang, whenever I've seen him on the right, which has been... Only a few occasions he's not really performed as well. So who do you shift across? So, I mean, maybe Mikkel did get it wrong for this one. Um, it, it didn't seem as natural as the other ones because there were there were too many little, smaller changes. That yeah, because then you off. can have you can have um, it, it is it's a it's a challenge, isn't it? To incorporate, I felt like you know it was a, one of the many things that Emery didn't get right. He never worked out how to incorporate our forwards mm. into a coherent. But I think I felt like Arteta. I mean, I know we've scored fewer goals. I think we've had fewer shots. Um, under Arteta than we did even under Emery but we'll go on to that he's, fix- he's fixing the defence which I think is the most important issue but we still he still had a fairly potent attack up until you know in terms of like he has that five doesn't he kind of sweeping forward at, across the line it feels like he's, he's working out a way to incorporate all these players but yesterday felt like it wasn't but he's unlucky isn't he because we lost Saka and I felt like until that point we started well I mean first 10-15 yep. minutes we lost Saka and I felt like well, Burnley, to be fair, changed it, didn't they? They changed and it as well. It was documented and highlighted at the time when I was watching the game, but also much of it yeah. too with the analysis they did about the pockets of space that I was always finding and the midfield pressing to it. And they just solved it, Burnley. And after they solved it, 25 minutes in, mm-hmm. apart from what you say, Aubameyang's chance. He, and then the header in the second wise And the header. Yeah, and they was were it. probably the, I mean, Burnley that was did it. deserve to win. That was one of the few games under Arteta where I actually thought we got pretty lucky more than we deserve mm. yeah, yeah and the other ones I thought have been we were a bit unlucky against Chelsea when we lost but the rest he was we were there or thereabouts this one we should have lost and that one they hit the bar and then yeah I mean, how that one I mean, not you know, I mean yeah. we, we, we got lucky 
You didn't mention Mustafi. I thought you were going to, in one of the substitutions or things yeah. that have changed, you haven't mentioned Mustafi. Oh, no, I mean, Mustafi, yeah, we were surpri- it was surprising Mustafi, mainly because he seemed to have been quite heavily injured. And he miraculously came on, and he was one of he was probably our man of the match, wasn't yeah, he? I mean, he had, a, he had yeah. a really good game. Well, I, I don't mind him if he's up against someone like Chris Wood. Chris Wood, yeah. right? L- l- like a no nonsense, he can get tight to him. He, he knows that he's not going to get turned. He's not going to be involved in a foot race. With him. I mean, one of his best ever games was when he played against Diego Costa at Emirates and, and Arsenal won three 0 a few years, and, and he was brilliant against Costa because he knows what you're going to get. You're going to yep. get a bow, and he's up for it. Mm. It's when it's a different type of striker he might struggle a little bit. I mean, his distribution is a bit on and off, as we know. But I think up against Chris Wood or, or, or players of that ilk, and actually Barnes didn't play us today, but he, no. he's, he's not the worst, I don't think. It's the tricky players who are yeah. going to turn quite And there are more of them than there in are the Chris Premier Woods. League than yeah. there are the sort of Chris Woods. Yeah, you knew exactly so. what you were getting. There was no, it was going to be Rodriguez and Wood. Yeah. There was no two ways about it. Bit of a re- like recovery from Mustafi from you know being left out of the 18 to then being on the bench and now... Oh, completely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, Is he ahead of Socrates, do you think? Well, I wonder well, where... I, 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 I don't know why Socrates is now out of favour with uh, Arteta. Well, it's just this game, though, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah, a couple I of things. Is, I felt like maybe he was trying stuff out a bit in this game because both in not, in, in, picking, in not picking Socrates and in not picking Pepe and picking and mm. incorporating that front line. I'm wondering... Like, I... I saw someone on Twitter going, "Oh, you know, every, all the all the managers have an issue with Pepe, clearly, but he's been playing Pepe regularly until yesterday." Yeah, and um, and then you could see a logical reason why he wanted Martinelli. He had, you know, because Martinelli absolutely played himself into the team. Yeah, and and I felt like he and he's being loyal to Urza. We'll, we'll get onto that later. So that's why I felt he dropped Pepe. No, I don't think he dropped. Pepe. I think not bringing him on was weird, didn't you think? Like, yeah, I thought he might come on at some stage. Yeah, because um, we definitely lacked. A kind of threat, and we, yeah. for me, like he had exactly what we lacked, like some kind of dribbling wide um, threat. Yeah, and he, and he's, you know, he's, he he doesn't shirk a challenge. He's quite happy to sort of go shoulder to shoulder and put his body on the line. I don't think he's a, he's a player that that you, you know ducks away from stuff. Absolutely, yeah. and he's been very positive when he has yeah. come on. Yeah, he's made mistakes and given the ball away, but he's. You know, been yeah. positive and, and gone forward. Yeah, it was a surprise to see him left on the bench. It was Eddie who got thrown on. Yeah, yeah later on. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? But just to go back to your um, thing about Mustafi and, and Jacob playing. So I've got in the stat zone, mm. which, I, which I have got. Um, they have this We're play- not sponsored by them, are we? No, no, no. I no, haven't no, missed I'm, that one. Okay. I'm fucking paying for it and everything. Um, but it's really helpful. You're open with to maybe sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we're certainly yeah, open. We're always open. Declaring Absolutely. that, yeah. But they do have this play influence graphic where they show you know the size of the player's name shows you and I'll just show you he's got so Xhaka our, our most influential players were Xhaka Louise Mustafi and Bellerin quite quite interestingly well it probably shows what half of the pitch was well, busier than the other half there right? is that but um, then you've got Aubameyang all right Torreira all right Torreira quite big considering he only came on you know, can't imagine where this is going well what it's going is you can barely see Ozil I mean it's imperceptible I'll show you you just can't find him and I do feel like you know come on, I feel like Yes, they. You know, all the all the Özil fanboys, and there are many, many legion of them. You know, were furious with Emery, weren't they, for not for kind of dispensing with him seemingly? And then he then he brought him back into the fold, and they were like, "See, we told you so." And he kind of played all right in the first game, which I think was against some shit team. And then under Arteta's brought him in. And he, you know, for me, like I've always said, play best players. And he definitely is, in theory, one of our best players, and I've been supporting. The fact. But then yesterday, it crystallised for me the issue, which he just does not contribute enough, does he? So he's running around more, and he, he tackled, and you know, got booked, didn't he, yesterday? And yeah. but the contribution, once once as you say, Burnley changed their 
dealt with him, if you like. It was that. It was over. As a well, when's, when's the last time he made it a really meaningful contribution? I'm sorry, I'm not a fanboy. I mean, I, I can see his abilities, but for me, he's a player that was relevant in the team two, three years ago. And and actually, players like him have lost relevance again. That old-fashioned number ten, just I can't I, yeah, see fitting into I, our style, let alone the Premier League. I think days. I think the Premier League, you know, luxury players probably over over Every single person has to contribute fully. Hmm. You know, there is no like, well, we just let him play. He can do what he wants. Liverpool don't have players like that. Manchester City don't have no. players like that. You can't have players that will only do it every now and then. I mean, I was always told that from a few ex-pros that, well, as long as he does it at some stage and gets his wins, we don't mind if he doesn't track back. I, I think that that era has probably gone. Now, I don't think he's played particularly badly. I mean, his assist total this season is pretty poor. I think he's got two in all comps. But um, He's lost away assist is like eons, yeah, hasn't it? Just before great. he signed his, his yeah. new contract. Mm. 76 assists in My 250 issue with him is not, by the way, the hard work. I feel like... He's put, I think he's, he's putting put in the hard, 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 hard work. Hard work is mandatory, but it's yeah, a different hard he, work. But he's yeah. having no impact on no, game. Maybe hardly not. any impact. He had one lovely moment in the game yesterday where he kind of he kind of back-kicked it, back-flipped backflip kick or something like that and I was watching it with my mate and he was like oh that's brilliant from us and I was like and that was it it was like it was like one or two amazing moments and then the rest of the time and I feel like that's why that's why he's infuriating not because I think as soon as Arteta came I felt like he was working hard but it's just for for a creative play in that mould to create so but no one was creating that no much. I know I know we but, created nothing as a team really I mean but, that second but half look at, but Players like Martinelli and and Zaka, you know, Martinelli was quiet. He was no, quiet. no, no. I know. I'm, talking, I'm talking generally in in, in recent yeah, times. On, the players who have actually given us assists and yeah. have created, come come up with stuff, are the young players like you know Pepe, Martinelli, yeah. Zaka. Zaka's, These are creating yeah. our chances, yeah. not Ozil. I have to say, I play Willock every day ahead of Would you? Ozil. In that, I thought Willock was brilliant. He came on, he did well, didn't he? And and yeah. and had a bit it's more energy. energy. Here's that yeah. more number time. Right. More carries the ball right. with him, goes on runs. I mean, he worked hard as well. And I'm not doubting Ozil work. Hard. So I'm now wondering, having you know, having said play your best players, I now I don't think Ozil is one of our best players now. I just don't think he's. Con- so I, for me, like, I agree with you. I would play mm. Willock over him, or certainly Pepe over him. The only thing you're going to get, I mean, with, with Willock and all the young players, you, you're going to get peaks and troughs. Mm. And if you play, yeah. t- if you play too many young players, you are sure. liable to to occasionally the team's going to pull and get run over on the odd yeah. occasion. When Freddie's last game, yeah. he played. Like loads exactly. But what is this season? I mean, it kind of this season for me is is almost pre-season for next season. So. Why not? I mean, it's not, you know... There's I mean, an yeah, element yeah, of that, but you don't... Yeah, you've got to get out of the yeah, danger I, I mean, of relegation, but yeah. once you're clear of that, then yeah. I'd love to... This should be a brilliant opportunity to give all these young players the chance to it's see just, whether they It's just how many you play, I think, and, and when you yeah. play. I don't think you can go full Freddie and play them all, you, no. you know, and play them no. a lot. I think that was a mistake at the time. There's, there's still points to play for. There's, yeah. You know, because of the... the the condensed nature of that middle, whatever it is in the Premier League, mm. you've still got to think about finishing six or seven through yeah, Europa League Europe. or mm. whatever. Mm. However, you might get in. I know there's still FA Cup and Europa League, mm. but you, you can't give up on potentially what not seventh up, place might I, be. I, I, to me, it's not giving up. To I, me it's, yeah, but it's, I think if you play, if you play too many young yeah, players, it's you are in pre-season mode. You're absolutely mm. right, and I don't think that's the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah, but I think, but playing, I, I, but I agree with playing Willock over Ozil right now. I just think he's gonna. I think he's probably gonna give you more. I think yeah. energy in terms of energy and running with the ball. He, as soon as he came on, he was like provided much more yeah, energy to me. I think Arteta's shown he likes it because he's the one that's always gets the opportunity to come off the bench Willock. and play. So yeah. it's not probably unthinkable that he is going to get a Premier League start in the next couple of games. It feels like that's coming. Did, it was weird, wasn't it? Ainsley Maitland-Niles wasn't 
Wasn't in the squad. In the no. squad. Yeah. Do we know why? Because I didn't see any. I haven't seen anyone asking about not, that. Not in injured for, for, no. for what I know. I mean, obviously Cedric's come in as backup right back, and I think Mikel has suggested that Ainsley isn't a right back. And Ainsley himself, in an interview this year, has said, "I want to play midfield." Yeah, yeah. but he's done well in that position, hasn't he? Up until when he's had to play. Yeah. I think defensively, he's still a bit short. Sure. Mm. I think he's he good on the ball. Concentration yeah. quite frequently. In, right. In, as a defender, you'd think his opportunities now are hugely limited. You know, if he's, will he get another game at right back this season? It'd be incredibly unlikely that Hector and Cedric are going to be out, even with the European games. He's not really going well, to get Cedric's injured. Though, Cedric arrived, yeah, but only for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think by the time still, the Newcastle comes around that's again, that's an odd signing. That, right, we have to address that, don't we? It's an odd signing, isn't it? Not like what you got? No, have, it's not that odd. Really, you got what? like five million or whatever to spend. You no. get a you get a fullback in when. Southampton so were laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, with, the pra- did you read the story in the Athletics? They, yeah. they were shocked and stunned. Yeah. <laughs> we went for, it and the then first time that Arsenal have gone for a player that surprised. Uh, if it wasn't his, I saw when I saw the pictures of him, there was the figure of Kia Jobachin yes. lurking to his right as he yeah. was signing a, a probably quite a nice sized contract for a short. But he's, he's out. He's out of contract in the summer. So right. if he does he's okay, you could pick him up for nothing. Exactly. But it does feel like this thing about this Jobachin is interesting, isn't it? Like we're now in the in the situation where we're players do you not th- but do you not think Cedric could work out as a second choice oh. right back but but why would you, but is that a, is that a, is that a kind of key issue for the team right now wouldn't you I don't know would, you know I just feel I like mean it's only recently that I felt that Hector is absolutely back up to speed or at least sort of 98 99 percent because initially this season at way off the pace sure. didn't he, even the games he played in Europa League so I still think there might be a concern of playing him in every single game so if you've got an experienced Backup. I don't think that's a problem mm. between now and the end of the season. Wouldn't you go for a young, you know, yeah. young I mean, backup? His, his Southampton's second choice. Yeah. And then it comes to us. Well, it, it, the Southampton stats, stats, he, he, stats were interesting because he didn't play at the start. He was on loan at Inter for for oh, the no, back end him. of back end of last season and didn't really play that often. Yeah. And then when he played when when Southampton played at Emirates this season, he played, but it was only like his third or fourth game, and I, I, I wondered why at the time. But since then, he, he had he had been in pretty much every single game over the last two mm. months. Okay. Because there's a like, young young French fullback, I think, Southampton, that got that uh, yeah. played occasionally and, and sort of has been in a... I mean, buying a, a Portuguese international in the mid-20s, oh, you know, it's a very low-risk uh, purchase. Okay. And, and we don't... If you look at every other club, they've got a better... Like second choice right back option. We don't have. We got. We got Maitland Niles, who's publicly saying I don't want to play. That. I know. All right. Okay. Yeah. I accept that. But but what is interesting? We're definitely going down a different route, aren't we? Of embracing. We've we've gone from Wenger absolutely not wanting to work with those super agents, yeah. like Jurabshin, yeah. to now us seemingly Edu being mates with all of them and like you know kind of absolutely. I'm not you know accusing him of any kind of dodgy dealing. Let me be clear. But it's a completely different way of working shortcutting the process is, is yeah it's a two or three you know contacts to go and do your business for you i mean I'm, to be honest i'm more in favor of this than i am of not working with them because i think that you're just shooting yourself in the foot if you're not going to work with mm. the most powerful agents because they're going to attract the best players aren't they some yeah i mean it's not it's not the end of the world it's not a huge issue do we think what do we think of the um the uh i wanted to ask about the the Aubameyang miss as well so first we had the Lacazette miss which was terrible the Aubameyang miss was mystified so i was like what was he trying to do yeah, I took it not... was wrong foot almost well, it was weird wasn't it yeah. is that just you just put that down to he's been out for three games and I don't know, i'm never quite or... sure about his ring rustiness i probably said it at the time but it, it i mean surely they're training and they're playing i mean what what is the mm. difference Vince is an experienced guy i thought that was a bit disappointing i must admit it was mm. weird wasn't it i mean the header was quite close I and mean, he got a bit of sticks in should have scored the header. I mean, that that you know, he wasn't a horrendous to, effort. That yeah. was, wasn't the worst effort. Should um, get it on target. Yeah, yeah. But we had two really good chances in the first. Very early on. Yeah. Very early on, and to not. 
it's like you compare us. I know I'm, I was about to compare us to Liverpool, but you know, I think most big teams, if they've had those chances away at Burnley, just just would have combined one. One. Yeah. one. It's very our record. This it's weird, isn't it? So you talk about the concertine nature of the league, which is bizarre. It is incredible. Like if you if you win a game, you shoot. You can shoot up like three or four places. Like Spurs are now fifth, aren't they? Yeah. That, that game. Are they four points behind Chelsea? Yeah. yeah. Infuriating victory over Man City. Um, infuriatingly lucky victory. I think they are, but. It's so constantine, isn't it? It's weird. And also, our number of draws is just bewildering. 13. 13. It and is. the Premier League record? Do you know the Premier League record? No, I don't. What do you reckon it is in a 38-game Premier League season? Is it, did Leeds have about 19 or 20? 17. Oh, 17. Oh, 17. So we, we, we are, could do it. We are going to be What was the Invincible season? 12. 12. 12. 26 wins, 12 draws. Yeah, 17. I looked up this morning. Yeah, so we are record. well on the way to uh, breaking what a, a great Premier League record. record. Well, we well we've had as many losses. The most record number of games in Drawables. the season. <laughs> we've, um, we've lost as many games as Man City, though. Six games. Yeah, it's City have lost six games. What do you, is there any explanation for that? Apart from just. I don't know. And I just think it is. It's a ve- it's a huge outlier, isn't it? The way that everyone. No one seems to be getting any sort of run together, whether it's. You know Arsenal or you know Man United or Chelsea. I mean, you know Chelsea started well and then dropped away, and even mm. City now are in this sort of odd position where they they obviously not going to win the league, but they're so comfortable in terms of Champions League spots. What, what do they do? For, and we're only, we're only just into February. I, I think it's just a very odd season. Mm. I don't I don't I've got no I don't know why. You, you know do you do you say that? The sort of Burnleys and Sheffield Uniteds of this world are much better than they were. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that's there's a, some truth in that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, Graham. So. Like, I feel like the league. I feel like generally the Premier League is much better. Yeah, I think like those much much more even. Much more even, yeah. isn't it? Apart from yeah, Liverpool. but, well, but, but slipped, Liverpool I mean, have, have won every single game. Apart from yeah, them, apart from yeah. them we've slipped down into the pack, definitely. Yeah, Chelsea have slipped down into the pack. Spurs have gone off. I mean, all the teams that were. Champions League, they're in thereabouts every season. Have have got. I still, worse. I still I mean, think though, when when Arsenal move the ball well, they can do things that Sheffield United and Burnley cannot. Mm. You know, there is still much more quality, I think, anyway. In well, that Arsenal goal against squad. Bournemouth, the 22 pass goal, right, against Wolves was, was fantastic. But then, did, did you see on, on the Sky coverage, they put up the stats saying, we're, I think we're top of the league of how many passes we have before we score, to which. Um, I think Graham Sooners went, that's nothing to be proud of because Liverpool are like, you know, fourth or fifth. That is interesting. I feel mm. like that's part of the whole draw because we're taking, I mean, under Wenger famously, we were always taking too many touches. Now it's become ridiculous. Like now we're, I feel like we're going through, we're, we're taking more control over games. I mean, yeah, even yesterday, I think we had 58% possession. It didn't feel like we did. But no, it didn't, but they, yeah, the possession stats from us. But a lot today. of it, so much of it is passing back and passing across and there's a lot of that. And I'd rather they had some control over the game than when under Emery we were facing 30 shots a game. But I feel like we've gone completely the other way. That, and I feel that's why we're drawing so many games. I feel like they're kind of, they're not really stepping up somehow. They're kind of, there's a kind, I don't know, there's a fear still about them. I, I, th- I think, as, as you mentioned before, I think Arteta's coming and the first thing is don't lose games and yeah. try it, you know, and that was an issue earlier, conceding goals and, and Arsenal are certainly better on that front. Yeah. But and if you're glass half full, that is the step to building yeah, a team. Is, I think is so. You start off by, I mean, George Graham did it brilliantly. You just, you, yeah. know, you, you didn't lose games and then you've always got a chance of nicking it. Unfortunately, we don't look that 
brilliant going forward. Well, that's strange, isn't it? Because like, we're if, now talking if we, about if we, one or two yeah, opportunities. If we like, were talking about this at right, right at the start of the season and last season, we said, well, at least we can score. Yeah, yeah. Because that's it's that weird, was, that was yeah. sort of the case, wasn't it? So, well, at least you've got <coughs> you know X Y Z who can put in there. To be fair to so Albino, Albino, the, the Arsenal supporting stats guy, stats yeah. dude, had this um, interesting thing in the shots per game. Arsenal it, under Emery was 12.5 went down to 10 under Freddie and now it's 9.6 under Arteta but shots we allow against us Emery was 16.8 down to 13.8 under Freddie now down to 12.4 so I feel like I'm giving Arteta more credit for minus four almost five goals fewer we're, we're shots rather we're conceding per game and only two fewer in terms of shots because so I feel like Actually, closed, yeah, right. that's so a bit of progress. It's pro- I feel it is progress. But for me, like we've needed to sort out the defence for years and years, haven't we? And for some, and I think I'm giving, I am giving him a huge amount of credit for somehow getting fairly decent. It's the same players, same players, right? Games out. I mean, out of the Mustafis of this world, they are playing better. It's the team. I think it's the collective. It's the right. way that the midfield aren't allowing those breaks that were exposing us the whole time, those tactical fouls. Like other t- I mean, it's just, you know, it's maybe more sensible football yeah, I think there's, than there's, it's been for. There's, there's definitely, definitely a strategy. Yeah. I can see the thing that gives me a bit of grounds for optimism is that there's a plan there, there's a strategy there, and they're trying to do mm. something. Whether they, they haven't pulled it off yet, but it's, it's early doors. And I feel they're moving slowly in a direction of travel that they weren't moving in for the last year. That's Otherwise, I can't be overly optimistic, but that's sort of my middle ground optimistic. And I can see us doing something, whereas before I just couldn't see anything. We'll talk more about what we think is happening with the Arsenal under Arteta after this break. And we're back from the break. Graham, what's your feeling in general? Do you think, you know, did yesterday's um, team selection and performance, bearing in mind we were unlucky to do Saka, I think. We have to, we have to, it has been unlucky. We've, I've been saying this for weeks, Arteta. As new managers go, compared to Jose, Jose's having all the fucking luck in the world. Whereas, whereas I feel like, you know, Mikel's having a bad time with injuries. And, well, we're on to our fourth choice left back yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And there was no option. I mean, right. you know, putting Xhaka... And as soon as you put Xhaka out wide, I mean, you're not going to get any get attacking threat. So, my big, so the big question is, did yes, is yesterday just an outlier and just a kind of um, uh, a blip in the Arteta history? Or what's your feeling about him generally? Do you think that he is... Do you think we're getting carried away with what we've been saying about him on the spot we've been very positive about him we've been accused of being too positive is yesterday proof that we're being too positive and we should kind of rein it in a bit or is it just a blip due to very I think it's work in progress Arsenal to me is a bit of an oil tanker and um, the time that it takes an oil tanker to turn around is probably about in football terms is how long it's going to take to turn this round and I'm sort of quite pleased in a way that we didn't get that new manager bounce and win the first three games and everyone's sort of you know singing Arteta's name from the stands I'm quite pleased that it's just been a bit more slowly. I have, you know, as I just said, I have noticed a, a, definitely a change in the way that we play, a change in style, a change in attitude, and that's it. I mean, I can't mm. get overly excited, but I think he's a good guy. Um, I like what he says. I like the cut of his jib and early doors, but, you know, I'm not going to rave about it, but, you know, I don't want to get too overexcited, but I'm, I'm confident. Just because you are, as Boyd said, the PR guru, a lot of people made a lot of his first press conference and the way he speaks, and I think journalists... Dan might be able to agree on this, but certainly the Arsenal journalists I speak to seem 
happier to have to now deal with Arteta rather than the difficulties of an Emery press conference. How do you think he's come across? Since well, he's a great communicator. Yeah. I think he's very honest. He often says when he doesn't think we played well, he'll say we haven't played well. He, he, you understand what he's saying for a start. And he seems to have quite, a, you know, with journalists anyway, puts you know seems quite relaxed and seems to relax them quite a lot. I wasn't sure yesterday he started going on a little bit about the grass and the length of the grass and, think, and not, are not watering it properly. It was kind of like a Wenger-like yeah. comment as well. It's a very subtle technical detail that you might have otherwise missed. You know, and that was a bit of an but excuse. The, the, you know, in. the focus is on that today, isn't it? You listen to the phone-ins and, and, and you look at message boards and, uh, you know, there's a lot of focus on that. It's a bit of deflection. It's a bit of Wenger, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, uh, even Pep is, you know, his teacher yeah. down the road was Absolutely. saying about how... Yeah, he's talking about the, the Premier League. Saying it was no yeah. fun when that's what you do. That's what points and what now. So yeah, yeah. I think I think he's impressed. I think I think you can tell he is a, a leader of men, and I was never quite sure with Unai, and that might be a language thing, but you you can imagine. Mikel standing up in front of a group. I mean, uh, apparently he, he visited the various different departments yeah, right, within right. Arsenal and so on. And you can imagine he, he commands attention and respect straight away. From what I know, when he was at the club, and I, and I interviewed him twice, he, he was a guy who was not one of the lads, but still had a lot of respect and, and was a not a rabble rouser, but someone who spoke with measure and, again, commanded respect. And when he first came to the club, I think he him and Per Mertesacker joined at the same time and, and changed little things in, in dressing rooms and, and you, know, you know, the way that they went about their sort of daily business. He's, 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 he does a lot of things well off the pitch and you hope that he's got that tactical sort of acumen and, and footballing brain, which I'm sure he has. Yeah, and, to, to, and, to, and the lack of experience has never fussed me. I don't, no, you know, I don't. It, I'm, I think that some, sometimes can be quite an advantage as well because you don't get stuck into doing the mm. same thing that hasn't worked before. Um, and you try stuff that you don't know that you can't do and that naivety sometimes can, can, can be really good. You see it with the kids, actually. You've got the naivety of youth. Mm. Yeah, sometimes they get caught out, but most of the time they're fearless and they go for things. And Yeah, I, th- I think, was, I think we saw that uh, at Chelsea. I mean, I know he was going to bring on, was it Rob Holding, because of the, the, the sending off mm. the David Luiz, and then he just waited for a second. Now, 99% of, of, of coaches, managers, you know, a centre-half gets mm. centre-off, you put a midfield there, midfielder there for, for a few minutes, and then you change it, mm-hmm. and you step back, and, and he thought about it, he got him ready, and hang on, I've got a response here, mm. so I'm going to go what I see, kept the shape, and that massively worked out. Agreed. I mean, Ozil stayed on the pitch. Well, he's going to get the hook straight away, but he stayed on the pitch just just for the shape of the side, I think. And it sort of snookered sort of mm. Chelsea and, and Lampard, who probably did a job on Arteta when they met at Emirates. I thought it was the other way around at, at uh, Stamford Bridge. So so you're right. I, th- I think he's you know he he does do things a little bit differently. He does take his time over substitutions, doesn't he? I mean, he has. I've seen him change his mind over substitutions quite frequently. Yeah, we did it about three times. Yeah, it? which I think is. I mean, I don't have no problem with it. But yesterday, I have a slight problem with how long it took to bring on Pepe, as I've already said. But um, but generally, I think it's better that he's being thoughtful. I guess. What were you about to say? He didn't bring on Pepe at all. He didn't bring on Pepe. Sorry, he didn't bring on Pepe at all. You're right. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Graham, you mentioned earlier about how this season is almost pre-season for next season, and you had to experiment potentially with the kids. But from the brand point of view. Arsenal, I just don't think we're really like Arsenal not having European football for the first time since, what, 93? Something like that? God, I don't know, yeah. I mean, that be. is unthinkable. I've, I've, more, I've never known anything. It's looking more likely than unlikely. You can't, I mean, talk about being out of the Champions League, damaging the club and the brands. Being out of Europe entirely, that. 
So no, I mean we have to. I just think our biggest hope is still probably finishing six, seven. Uh, yeah, I mean there'll, there'll know, be to a, win the Europa League. Still going to be a chance. There'll be a perverse pressure on Arsenal next season if if yes. not in European football, simply because Leicester and Chelsea both won the league when they didn't have any European football mm. in the last few years. Mm. Which is an interesting point. Yeah. So some yeah. be like, I mean, ah, t- you know, there's the like, yeah, well, this is a massive opportunity because, you know, it, it happened to those two clubs more recently. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm weirdly zen about... I mean, I kind of feel we will finish. I think we... I feel like... Particularly, because we've got this two-week um, gap now. Two holiday week, in holiday, Dubai. Right, in holiday Dubai, in Dubai. Yeah. Nice pictures coming out today of yeah. all the team on the beach. Yeah, their partners like are welcome. They yeah, can have a lovely. lovely, relaxing time. But also, I feel like he's had a very hectic schedule, hasn't he? As soon as he arrived, he had game after game after game. Yeah. And, you know, he had to almost like, you know, he was training them at the Emirates and, you know, just, just then, so they'll be in two games in four years. Now, he's got two, it's, the contrast is extraordinary, isn't it? He's gone from hectic whirlwind as soon as he arrived to two weeks with the players. Now, I'm fascinated as what he's going to do because I almost feel like he went with the Urzels and kept the Lacazette going despite his. He's got experience back right. in. Right. I didn't feel he? like he's kind of kept with the experience, best, in quotes, best players. And that felt. Totally logical, but I wonder what he's going to do now with two weeks with them to do what he wants to do and to really fathom out the best, you know, tactical formation, the best team selection, all of that. What is going to happen in two weeks? So I mean, do you think? Do you think? My question is: Do you think all that, all that, that forward line? Do you think Lacazette is living on borrowed time? Do you think he, he has to drop him really? And he has I, to. It, I think it depends on how he wants to play. I mean, the, the thing with Aubameyang is you look at his goal scoring record and it's just phenomenal. Hmm. So how do you take him out of the picture? But he is he thirty? He's thirty now, isn't he? 31, yeah, thirty-one now. Yeah, it's just thirty-one, isn't he? So, and and you potentially could get some resale value on him in the summer. So do you go with him or Lacazette? He's twenty-eight. Mm. Um, you, you know, do you keep one of them? You'd like you think he has to. Do you keep both? Maybe not. You know, Pepe's twenty-four. Um, Martinez eighteen. So mm. I don't. I think and Nketiah. Yeah, Pepe, yeah. you seem quite um, bullish about. I'm very pro Pepe. I mean, I, I, you know, I just feel. I mean, if you look at the, I think his contribution. You know, I think he provides something we haven't got, we haven't had for a long time. Are you, are you, are you suggesting that for, for the rest of the season, he, that's what he starts to look at now? Does he start yeah. to plan without Absolutely. potentially one of those two or both? Of I those think, two or? yeah, for me, I think he has to plan. If you, I think if you really stand back and look at it, Özil has to. Not be first choice. I think that's. I think he's yesterday's man. I just think you know. I mean, there's been enough evidence um, from the club and how he plays that he's not the future. I think Willock and Pepe are the future. Pepe has to be the future because you can't spend that amount of money on him, you know, and then not try and make it work. And I feel like he has. He's going to try and make it work. And I also think he's a really exciting prospect. I mean, I think we really missed his, you know, his corners, and by the way, yesterday. yeah, yeah, his that's corner true. taking is just that's phenomenal. True. So all of that, I, I've absolutely picked Pepe, um, and I and I've and I, so I definitely pick those. So over. who would you? So who would you take out of? I, t- I think, I mean, I've been Lacazette's, you know, I've been staunchly defending him, but but he's the one to go. <laughs> I think. I but think then when you say go, leave in the summer. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna lose one of Aubameyang or him, then yeah, yeah. You, don't, you, don't, don't have you don't have to. Have to. Well, I mean, yeah. I'd be happy for them both to stay. By the way, even I mean, if is, we end up not getting a fee for one of them, and 
Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to be mature. I'm, I'm, very, yeah. I'm a very immature fan. I, lo- I love these. You know, I love Lacazette and Aubameyang as a duo. You know, I've got my yeah. photo with them from well, when I met I them. I think the fact is, if, and they're best like, mates. If, but if Aubameyang won't sign a contract, sure, then they'll sell him in the summer because they'll get 25, right. 30 million from him in the summer, and they'll get zero from that is anything what we after that. Hundred percent. That would be the club's attitude. If we're going in for players like Cedric, at, you know, a bit of value, I don't think we're going to be allowing someone like Aubameyang to leave without a fee. Oh God, yeah, no, you've got a hundred percent. But I think, I think he's somehow the club captain. I mean, he's the club again, captain. I yeah, suspect they'll make more effort to keep him than Lacazette. I think they make more effort to keep him than Lacazette. Yeah, I do, and I wonder whether I mean, even, even with I the think age Lacazette thing. is a little bit of a blip. I think hold your breath on Lacazette. That's what I'll say. I'd like to agree. I, I'd like to hold it's my too breath. Too good. It's quality. He's, he is quality, he's, he's, and he knows what he's doing. He's, I, I feel sorry for him. He's still working hard. Yeah, and these things tend to pay off. And it's completely mental, isn't it? It's also, like we're they, not scoring a lot of goals as a club at the moment. No. So. You know, all it takes is a little bit of a run. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. I just, I'm, you look at the. I was looking at the odds yesterday. We, we were like even money. We weren't offered even money to beat Burnley. You know, like we've played twenty four games prior to yesterday and won six of them. How are we going off? But all it needs is a little run of, of, yeah. of games now. That and, and we do have potentially. There's a good run coming up. Isn't games it? now, yeah. and it, but just, we said this <laughs> in the Emery yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember? No, after no, but Christmas. this is the first time under Arteta we go. Okay, you've had your two weeks. I know. Sunshine. Yeah. Go. Yeah. We have got to hit like hit the the ground running. We get back. I mean, we do. Got. To. I mean, the idea we've won six games and it's February. Yeah, it, it, you'd be disappointed if we won six away games and it's February and in most seasons gone by even under the great Arsene Wenger. So. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Are. Yeah, but I also think he's going to be. I think there's two things, isn't he? He's got to, We've got to try and get a winning run together and do well in the Europa League and but all of that. Invariably, a big winning run. You feel like one of Lacazette <laughs> and Aubameyang is going to click into gear, and hopefully, it's Lacazette because it's the longer it goes on, the more you. So what worry would you, about his confidence, Dan? What would you do? What would your front line be? What would you? How would you mix? Keep the yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I, I think at some stage, Martinelli will be taken out of the firing line a little bit. I think. I think mm. you, you. You. I think. Michael might go back to sort of Aubameyang left, mm. Pepe right, mm. Lacazette through the centre, mm. and Özil in behind. Well, you've, uh, see, I think I think Martinelli from, might might start to become a sub again. But the player that did look like he was going to start right most times under Arteta instead of Pepe before he got injured was Reese Nelson, who yes, should be back he, after the winter and, break. Yeah, he's, he's, and I, he's I would I would be tempted to start him ahead of Pepe. I mean, I, I really. Yeah, I mean, for Pepe, for me, I get excited by Pepe because we paid £72 million. For yeah, the, the price but, tag puts a lot of excitement. But in I'd there. look at him and I honestly think if he was a £20 million player, I could I could very easily see that more than I can see him being a £70 million player. Um, and, you know, for me, Reese Nelson excites me more than, than Pepe does at the moment to have in the team. I think really? he's a better player for the team and a better Arteta-type player. Interesting. Okay. I'm not suckered in by the 72 no, million. Okay, I am suckered in by. Oh, I'm sucking in by. I, I guess suckered in by the I think he's, he's, I, think, I play him. Yeah, I, I think, think he's had some great moments. I think not he's Nelson. better than Nelson at the you moment. Think? Yeah, I think at the moment. No, Nelson. Nelson's ceiling. We don't know what that is, and he, he, he you know, uh, I don't, I don't buy into his season in Germany as much as some because it started well and then it sort of petered out a little bit, and he was a sub more often than not. And he's had injury issues this this yeah. season, so it's difficult. I agree totally with that. I think Martinelli will. Come out of that starting. Yeah, them, and and that's a bit of a Wenger thing. thing to do to pull the younger guy. But yeah, Mikel Arteta has given him a massive opportunity, and by and large, he's taken it. It was quiet on Sunday. Okay, that happens. I think we. We'll, I mean, I playing. I, I, be partly out. due to the setup. I think yeah. more than anything, because yeah. that, that playing. You know, he was playing. Yeah, everyone, and you've got to be protective of him as well. I mean, yeah. you know, we want to see him playing stuff, and he'll want 18. to play every single game. But it, you've got to manage him. Also, well. he can play him in the cup games, can't he? he can play him in the FA Cup. Yeah, you know, which, Portsmouth to come and, and the Europa. Two Europa League games yeah. within you know the yeah. eleven days yeah. after we're back. Yeah. So. 
He's definitely going to get game time and opportunities. He's not going to affect his confidence. I mean, he will, he will know that he is the He wouldn't future, have dreamt of being on the bench. I mean, for, I mean, never mind starting Premier League games. It's been an extraordinary yeah. like, rise. Yeah. Well, and also, would you would you sit with him? Yeah, I, 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 I like Willock, but the same rules apply. And I would still heavily feature Ozil between now and the end of the season. And then, you know, you, you see what happens with him because he's still got an awful lot of quality. Um, and Willock can still have off days. But, I, I mean, I thought Willock at Bournemouth was brilliant. He was man of the match for me by a stretch. I don't know who actually got the And what did you make of that story last week with Ozil and deadline day and having an off I, Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that was true or not. I mean, it was an odd one because we all... We, the, the whole discussion about it is as well, who can afford him? Who, who Well, they can, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he likes London. We've had this conversation before, and I think he wants to stay in the capital. But, you know, if, if you from an Arsenal point of view, you could make it difficult for him to stay. And, and maybe if Unai mm-hmm. was still here. And if he got two, here, three years at, at, the, at that oh, rate yeah, as well, exactly, then, then exactly, he'd have to do it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how much truth there was in that. Mm. Um, but it was an interesting story because the whole thing about, well, no one's going to pay his money, he might go to Turkey and it might be a half-and-half half situation. Mm. Was that an opportunity to get him off the books? Not taken or was it not real? Well, I like him, but for me it was good while it, was, while it lasted with him and I think we've got to, we've got to move it'd be, on. It'd be, yeah. At end of the Ozil era for me. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. But I still yeah. think he's got a massive part to play this season. I think Mikel Arteta has, yeah. has, has looked at the senior players and, and relied on them a little bit since he came, since he's come. Yeah. Well, he knows him as well. For yeah, of he course he does. I mean, he played. Well. He, you yeah. know, he played with um, with us, obviously. Mm. So, and mm. um, Gwendouzi, uh, I, I, I prefer Tere. I mean, yeah. since, since this was for since me, Arteta like, came in, Tere played in his proper right, position. Right. It was weird. Again, that was like, why did he pick Gwendouzi over Tere? I didn't. I didn't get that. He played all right. He played all right. Yeah, in the cup game. Maybe from a height point of view. Maybe. Really? Just again, but big team. But Guendouzi doesn't head the ball. He can't head the ball. But he's tall. I mean, he's taller than. I mean, he's taller yeah. than Torreira. Everyone's taller yeah, than Torreira. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even I'm taller than Torreira. But yeah. he doesn't really contribute in the air. He's I'm not really scared. You're not actually it. taller than Torreira. I think. I think. You know, it's one of those things where officially he's taller than me. But look, he's tiny. How tall are you? <laughs> tiny. I don't think I'm five well, foot six, just about five oh, yeah, and a half. I think six. Yeah. All right. Five, don't look at me like that. I think. No, Torreira, I'm just. I think Torreira's officially five foot seven, but I don't believe it. I mean, no, it's ridiculous. He's tiny. He's added like an inch to. Yeah, I think so. No, no footballer wants to be considered that small. I don't think. So I think they have, you know, but as I said right at the beginning, I can't fathom picking, for me, Emery's, one of Emery's biggest issues, biggest mistakes was constantly picking Granduzzi over Terrain. Yeah. And when insane. he did play Terrain, he played in some odd positions yeah. and he played quite far yeah. forward on the... On as soon the as Arteta came in, he fixed that. And then yesterday I thought like that was a big contributing factor. How... Well, what Wikipedia says five foot six. Oh, okay. And Wiki's Does that make him about equal? Well, are you going to go to the Arsenal Player of the Year? What didn't you go last year with? Um, you went to the Arsenal. I did. Yeah. Year, yeah. Charity event. Yeah, I, d- I think... get a photo with him and stand up straight, and we'll see. Mm. Back That's to back. Point. Yeah. That's the photo we yeah. want. One of them. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Back to back. I'll try and sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will. Yeah. I love him. I, I, you know, I just he'd be like my first pick every one of my first picks every game. I think he's he, such an important player yeah, to I us. Agree. He was already on his Instagram on the beach in Dubai yeah. showing drinking his. His coconut uh, brew. No, no, no. He's drinking his that. Oh, the mac- that mac- tea, drink. whatever it is. Yeah, he had that on the beach. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Matcha. I don't know the one. Matcha, that, uh, like, matcha, Very highly caffeinated. Yeah, all the South American players yeah, really, have it. Oh, I want to say matcha, but I'm not quite okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Not Carabao. Oh, God, that's a good picture of him. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he's got a very number of tattoos. I don't know who this. Uh, I don't know who that lady is on his uh, leg. 
This is good. This is good for the this podcast. Is, this, yeah. Handing yeah. me his phone. I'm looking at Torreira's tattoo. Yeah, describe the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. he's got like a weird, be. like old woman baby figure on his I've arm. Never noticed that. Yeah. Really bizarre. Family. We a should We shouldn't probably say weird because it's probably a member of his family. Yeah. I mean, it could Dan, be terrible story, If that's not his mum on his leg, then I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely his mum. Mum, his grandmother. Yeah. Anyway, it's good to see them getting some rest and relaxation. Did you see? Like Claire Baldy. Did you see, there's a big contrast, isn't there, between us and, did you see Liverpool? Obviously, Liverpool, um, uh, Klopp was asked, I don't know if you saw it the weekend, you know, because they, when you go, they're, they're supposed to be playing their FA Cup replay and he's mm. not getting involved at all. And he's taking them up, they're going off on their on their break. And he was asked, you know, are you keeping together? And he's like, no, like, we've seen enough of each other as it is. They're scattered to the wind, they can go wherever the hell they want. We're, he's having to keep our, our lot together. Albeit I don't mind that. No, I no, I think, it's, I think no. it's a perfect opportunity, isn't it, to sort us out. To give him time to sort us out and get him, get them training as he wants them to. It's train. a new thing as a Premier League fan to have a. Kind it's annoying, of break. isn't it? I'm all in favour in theory, the but two weeks without Premier League football. It's it's well, well, you know, it's, it's not two like weeks complete. It's two break. weeks without. I mean, the, the, without the break us, staggered. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a bit odd. So it's but a break, but it's not. There's two a break. weeks of great pictures on Instagram of all the players posting every day or video Instagram stories every day of them in Dubai. I mean, I'm looking now, forward to that. Exactly. Now you put it <laughs> in that. Graham, now you put it in that. I'm absolutely fully in favour of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be following. I, mean, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think the training is going to be. I mean, it's going to be a break, isn't it? You know, I mean, families are there, are they, and that sort of stuff. But they are all together. Though. They're all, they're they're yeah. yeah he's definitely yeah. like. So are, are the families going like? Are they just there for the first sort of four or five I, days, I, and I, then I don't know the, the yeah. hard business of football and I training. I mean, I don't. Takes I, I don't Do you think, think it's like conjugal visiting? Do you think they're allowed? You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah. Really so kind of happy. basically loads of kids yeah. in nine months' time yeah. as a result yeah. from from all of this. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Arteta? This is what I noticed at the weekend. On on closer closer, he's got a tattoo on one of his yeah, fingers. I saw that. I noticed that. Yeah. It's interesting. like his ring finger. No, yeah. it's like it's like a ring it's on his like finger. It's like yeah. a tattoo of a ring or something. Yeah. It's I wouldn't have had him down as no at all. I don't know why. Especially not on your finger. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Dan, next time you see him, next time you bump into him, I spotted that as well. Yeah. The first time. I have to say I'm really looking forward to the uh, the the thing that Dermot does. I'm not sure if Dermot's hosting it this year, so I'm not sure if I'll get to go. But I really I do want to meet him and say hello. And he's a very very him. impressive guy. I mean, the story I always tell about um, uh, Mikel Arteta. I don't we've got time for this one. Go on, um, we've got time. This, it, this, is it, the, this is the ending of the podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I interviewed him twice and once. It was like a sit down thing after after a game, and the other time was at West Brom. Um, a good few years ago and uh, I was asked to do his interview for the programme notes and um, uh, I, I got given questions by the editor of the programme Andy who said look you know get, can, can you get him on this 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 as well as the game and unfortunately it was it was the the um, the time of the Bataclan terrorist uh, mm. attacks and obviously he played at Paris Saint-Germain and, and, and whatever so he said could you know could you just you know, ask him about this because you know he Still got links with the city. Where I said, "Yeah, that's fine." So it's going to be quite an, you know, mm. toughish interview for sort of dressing room after a, or after a game anyway. So I thought, well, I hope he's in the starting line. It wasn't in the starting line. I thought, oh, this is going to be hard talking about the game and batting. Um, and then uh, he came on in the second half. Oh, that's all right. And he'd just come back from injury, so that's quite nice. Um, uh, then he scored an own goal. 
which obviously wasn't great. Then he came off injured, which obviously wasn't wow. great either. So uh, then I was asking him about Terrace's acts after the other. Oh, but, but he was absolutely fantastic. So the question I'd always want to ask him is which brand of hair care <laughs> he uses. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, the hair is extraordinary. But, but which brand? I mean, it, yeah. you know, certainly yeah. from a commercial point of view, my PR yeah. hat on, I mean, that's, that's yeah. where it is. And I wonder if he has his ha- a hairdresser, a kind of permanent... Like Melvin Bragg, Lord Bragg, um, I, I, I know his hairdresser is a key figure in his life. He goes to the Southbank Show Awards every year, mm. which I'm part of, and um, it's a big thing. I wonder whether Arteta has his own personal hairdresser who's there kind of all time is to make sure that but incredible it's, coiffed But it's a thing. product. It's very, very product-led. Yeah, it's product-led, really product-led, but it's also a very solid cut, though, isn't it? It's like a thing on his head, like a... You know, yeah. it's compared to what is it to to a, like a Lego thing, so isn't to it? To me, I've just been surprised from a media point of view that no one's really got to grips that's, with that. That is your PR that's, that's PR guru. Emery didn't have this. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, Emery famously was lambasted by people for being all kinds of things, greasy haired. Yeah, people. Are, oh, I people can't, are I can't talk about hair, so you know. I mean, you know, you're looking at the. <laughs> The boldest man in the room. Follically, ballistically. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Follically challenged Arsenal yeah, podcast. I think we've descended into um, into nonsense. Are you are you looking forward to a week off then? No, I mean well, we are taking. We've got mid-season break for the podcast. Obviously, nothing to talk about. Are we all going series. to Dubai now? I mean, I feel like yeah. it. I feel like going to Dubai and watching them with their with their tattoos, um, having a good time. Yeah, I'd love to. Newcastle. Sadly, with their tats out. Yeah, with their tats out. We've got uh, Newcastle as the next actual game, isn't it? On mm. the 16th of February. So yeah, we're not going to do a podcast afternoon. next week. No. Sunday afternoon, 4.30. We're going to do a prediction two weeks in advance. We have no fucking idea who's going to play, what it's going to do. Maybe we'll change the whole tactic. Maybe we'll play 4-3-3 or something, you know. Who knows? I mean, he won't. Well, he's, stuck, he's stuck with that he's same stuck formation. With it, isn't he? Every I meant to ask that because so I'd like to see him try 4 3 He's done a 4 yeah. 3 one every single game. He has. Um, what do you think is going to happen, Dan? Well, I'm always very, very optimistic, <laughs> yeah, as, as always. <laughs> Newcastle are a strange side, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and they have had some half-decent results, but they're terrible to watch, I think, whenever I've seen them on the telly. But they, did they nick a win against Chelsea after being battered all game not so long yeah. ago? Hayden's um, Yeah, that's right. Yes, he did, didn't he? Um, Paul McGann. Yeah, mm. Uh, mm. yeah, good bloke. Um, I, I, look, it's an Arsenal win. It's Newcastle at home. It's got to be. They could be the only club we do the double against this year. Oh, yeah, we beat them early on, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go for a 2 0 Arsenal win. Graham? I fancy us to win. I think the break's going to do us good. We're feeling quite confident, quietly confident. I think they're going to be a bit rejuvenated. They'll have lovely tans, that's for sure, from a couple of weeks in Dubai. They'll have obviously enjoyed their conjugal rights. I mean, they can't (laughs) fail. I say 3 0. (laughs) Josh? I think we'll win 1 0. I mean, I, mean any, I feel ridiculous. We've I won know. six games if this year. Us, I feel nervous saying it. What we're talking about yeah. with the goals and they haven't been calming in. I know. Out. If I, any I just of us had going to be, it's all going to come Arsenal will be what one to two to win <laughs> the game sure. or yeah, two to sure. five. I wouldn't be putting any money on it, but yeah. I do think and hope that if we're I had come any back sense, I'd, I'd, I'd predict a draw because obviously that's how fuck. That's how that is the route to financial success. Boldly predict a three-one victory. Yeah, fantastic. What score do you predict? 1-0. One 1-0, nil. One nil. Yeah. okay. Can I just mention before we go? Yes. I mentioned it very briefly last week. I'm putting on this charity oh, yeah. football tournament at the Emirates ahead Amazing. of the Arsenal-Everton game. So we're going to be in the Arsenal hub ahead of the game. So if anyone wants to come down, have a game of football with Nigel Winterburn and Perry Groves is going to be there. There's two fantastic charities, North London Hospice uh, and, and a high cancer care. So if anyone wants to come, just email me, info at playwithlegend.com. Uh, quite a few people did reply to me uh, for mentioning on the podcast last week. So please do get in touch. Uh, we'd love to have you come down and join us for a couple of great courses. Lovely. 
uh, do that. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back, I guess, like after the Newcastle game. 17th of February. Yes, we are taking a mid season break. Um, Graham, thank you very much. Dan, pleasure. as ever. And Josh, and we'll be back then. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.